Welcome to Food Talk for Health, because you really are what you eat. Here is your host, Tony King. My guest today is Dr. Michael Krupain, and we are talking about the brand new book, The Power Five. How are you today? I'm great. So glad to be talking to you. Your story is so interesting, and there are so many things to discuss, especially with the holidays coming up and people thinking about menu planning and entertaining. But let's start with the book, The Power Five, Essential Foods for Optimum Health. Tell me about your story, how you got to even become a culinary expert, if you will. Oh, that's a long story. How much time do we have? <laughs> well, you know, so, we'll, we'll try to summarize. <laughs> the quick version of, of where the book came from is that I wrote the book because I love food. I love eating it. I love cooking it. And I love sharing it. And as a foodie and a preventive medicine physician, I get really frustrated by all of the clickbait headlines out there that tell people food is going to kill them or don't eat this and don't eat that and confuse everyone about what they should be doing. And so I wrote the Power Five cookbook to empower people to eat more. Yes, I'm a doctor saying that you need to eat more, but you need to eat more of certain things. And that's the Power Five. Those are foods that are fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, whole grains, beans and fish. And I've spent years reading the literature so you don't have to. <laughs> and what it says is that eating these foods is associated with a lower risk of dying from cardiovascular disease, from diabetes. These foods can help prevent cancer. And when you look all around the world at the people who live the longest, these are the foods they eat the most of. And now this isn't a diet. This is really about longevity. And longevity is about being your healthiest self and making sure you enjoy every day of that longer life. And for me, the way to do that is through eating delicious food. You know, you are so right on. And when I saw the Power Five to Stay Alive in your book, the first thing I thought about was the Blue Zones and all those people who are living long lives and eating everything in these categories. Yeah, that's right. The Blue Zones helped inspire some of this book. Like the beans are uh, one of the Power Five are a food that's eaten in all the Blue Zones. Well, there's fruits and vegetables. Uh, nuts and seeds, whole grains, and fish. So yes, the power the power five uh, has been shown in both sort of uh, scientific literature and in the blue zones to be associated with longer, healthier life. Tell me, are you a vegetarian? So no, I'm not a vegetarian. Though I try to eat mostly uh, vegetables. Um, what I think is that you know a lot of people don't want to eat vegetables or they don't want to eat beans because they don't really think they taste good. Uh, maybe they've had a bad experience growing up where somebody overcooked them or didn't know what they're doing and they've sort of given up on them. Even in culinary schools, I, I live near the Culinary Institute of America. I went to visit the other day. Even there, they don't really teach the best way to cook vegetables. And so I wanted to really create this book where I could show you that vegetables are absolutely delicious and that make recipes that even the pickiest eater will want to eat again and again. But you don't have to eat only uh, the Power Five. I have two other chapters in the book on what I call the undeniables. Those are foods like meats and desserts. Uh, you don't have to give them up, but I want you to eat better versions of them. For example, I used to work with a pastry chef, and so I love dessert. So, but I spent a lot of time creating desserts where I cut out the saturated fat and used olive oil instead of butter, or I put whole grain flours in instead of that white flour or I cut the sugar down and added more of other ingredients to, to amp up the flavor. So I don't want you to give up a birthday cake or I don't want you to give up dessert on the holidays. I want you to be around for more holidays so you get to eat more of those 
So it sounds like we need to think about moderation in everything. Yeah, I mean, moderation is the key. I think people don't like usually to hear the word moderation. <laughs> and, and really what I'm saying is kind of not moderation in a way. I'm saying eat more. Eat more of the Power Five. Fill your plate with Power Five foods. Make sure they take up the majority of what you're eating. You can eat everything. Eat the non-Power Five in moderation, but go wild for the Power Five. I love the section that you have called organic panic. How important is it to try to find organic vegetables? You know, I think it really depends on what's important to you. For me, I like buying organic vegetables as often as I can because organic vegetables are grown without the use of really harsh pesticides and chemicals. And that's really good for the people who grow them, really protects their health. But by the time fruits and vegetables get to the market, there's we have a lot of rules and regulations about the residues that can be on them. And so most people don't really have to worry about those things in their health, they probably don't have any effect or have a very small effect. Uh, so I do it again for the world and for the farmers. What's, but what's really important is trying to buy the freshest, best, most flavorful food, right? So I love to shop at my farmer's market. I love to support my local economy, my local farmers who are trying their best to support themselves. And they're passionate about growing food that's local, that's delicious. And when you have that food that's so fresh and, and so purposefully grown, you know, it tastes better. You have to do less to it. The recipes in the Power Five, they're really simple for the most part. Some are complicated because I'm a little bit complicated, but for the majority of them, <laughs> they have very few ingredients and they're really simple and they're designed so that anyone can make them in their kitchen. And it starts with using the best ingredients. Well, let's talk about some of those recipes, shall we? Can you share a couple with sure. us? What are your favorites? I think one of the recipes that people uh, like to talk about, or I posted on Instagram recently that got a, got a lot of attention, uh, was my recipe for eggplant Parmesan. And oh, how do you make think, it? Well, why is it? Yeah, why is a doctor <laughs> making eggplant <laughs> Parmesan? That sounds crazy, right? But my version is designed to be, uh, what do we call it? Stealthily healthy, right? So it is actually better for you, but you won't really notice, right? So... I don't pre-salt the eggplant. It's not necessary. Really? I don't bread it. I don't fry it, right? That takes a lot of time in making something. You don't have to do that. I cut it really thin. I roast it. And then I layer it as high as I can. So it looks really cool and creates this uh, dish that looks really luxurious and has a, a luxurious feel in your mouth. Between each layer of eggplant, there's just a little bit of a very simple tomato sauce, a little bit of basil if it's in season. And then instead of using like a mozzarella cheese, I use a little bit of a grated uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano or a Pecorino cheese. By using an aged cheese, you can use less and get more flavor. So now you've got a dish that is better, I think, than the one you typically will get in a restaurant because you're getting to taste every layer and it has less saturated fat and less carbs. Well, let so me go back first to that. You don't eggplant. even realize it. When you're roasting that eggplant, that. in order for it to not be dry, are you putting olive oil on it when you're roasting it? A little bit of olive oil. I just I brush it with a little bit of olive oil. Um, but you know, if you eggplant doesn't really dry out, if you you got to cook it the right amount of time, right? If you cook it right. forever, it'll get crispy and dried out. So you just you cook it for about 20 minutes, so it gets soft, but it still has a lot of its liquid in it, so it stays uh, very moist. Well, that's really good because it sounds like this recipe, you're really getting the true flavor of that eggplant instead of it being smothered with so many other things. That's right. 
And it's much more of a traditional way of making it, the way they might make it in, in Italy. Interesting. Uh, another recipe that I, uh, I've been talking about and, and makes me think of the holidays is a weird one. Again, a weird one for a doctor is uh, creamed corn, right? <laughs> creamed wow. corn is usually something that comes out of a can, is loaded right. with sugar right. and saturated fat, right? Well, again, I'm all about using your ingredients and maximizing their flavor. So mine's really simple. It's corn, a little bit of shallots, a little bit of olive oil, some fresh herbs. And if you want, you can add some miso to get some umami. Okay. But I uh, basically uh, grate the corn and use the cobs to create a corn broth and cook it all, then cook it down all together. So you're maximizing that corn flavor, creating something that's really creamy, while you're not adding a lot of fat and you're not adding any sugar, you're maximizing the flavor that the corn already has. So that sounds like something I'd want to use uh, fresh corn on the cob. So if it's summertime and I'm getting it and I freeze it, then it's a lot easier to pull it out, right, for the holidays because you want it oh, as fresh right. yep. as possible. Yeah, I make that in the summer, but I know I seems every Thanksgiving I go to, there's a lot of corn around. <laughs> so if you want to make corn, I, I, would make it, I would make it like that. That sounds um, some other very things I really delicious. like to make for the holidays is something I've got here in front of me. You can't see, unfortunately, I've got this beautiful kohlrabi, right? Uh, kohlrabi is a weird looking vegetable. It is it's something like a, a cross between, from my taste, a cross between cabbage and broccoli. Uh, I think it's absolutely delicious. I love to uh, roast it and then mash it. Like oh. instead of mashed potatoes, I'd make mashed kohlrabi. It's uh, got a much more interesting flavor. And the only problem is if you serve that during uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, you're not going to have any leftovers. <laughs> now, that sounds interesting. Are you steaming that kohlrabi before you're trying to mash it? Or are you boiling you it? You can steam it. I usually uh, roast it in the oven. Oh, uh, that's even better. To develop a little bit more flavor. But yeah. uh, I've made it also where, you know, you, you boil it or steam it to, to soften it up. And then it mashes easy. Yes, it mashes much easier. Oh, I like to do I like it really, really smooth. So I like to puree it in a high-speed blender or with yeah. an immersion blender yeah. with some olive oil. Uh, it, you can add some, I uh, I like yogurt. Garlic? So you can add some yogurt. Oh yeah, of course, garlic. You can add, <laughs> uh, you can add some labna or Greek yogurt to make it a little uh, creamier or thicker. Um, you can do a lot of different things with kohlrabi. It's, it's a really cool vegetable. And a very nutritious vegetable at that. Yes, it's loaded with vitamin C. It has about 99% of, of your uh, daily vitamin C. Boy, some of these uh, recipes really sound delicious. What's your take on dairy? Yeah, so I think dairy is uh, is, is cool. Uh, there's some papers that suggest that dairy should be in the Power Five. I didn't put in the Power Five, but the you know the data really says that people who eat uh, fermented dairy, uh, like yogurt, uh, whether they eat low fat or high fat, um, seem to have the same health outcomes. And so um, a lot of we eat maybe too much uh, cheese as a, as a country, right? But uh, having some cheese and having good, healthy amount of yogurt, like one or two servings a day, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. We're talking with Dr. Michael Krupain about his brand new book, The Power Five. Any other tips for trying to keep ourselves healthy during this upcoming holiday season? I think the main thing is, that you wanna fill your plate with the power five. You know, again, you can eat anything, but if you eat mostly the power five and you follow the recipes in this book and you make those ingredients absolutely delicious, 
you're going to want to eat more of them. They're loaded with fiber. They're loaded with nutrients. They're what do we call nutrient dense. And so you're going to feel full faster by eating more of the power five. And that'll keep you from eating some of those other foods that you probably don't need to eat as much of. You know, your story is pretty cool where you started out in the medical world and, and then slid into the culinary world. Are you still doing the medical world as well? Yeah, so I'm a preventive medicine physician and in preventive medicine, our uh, sort of mission is to make the world a healthier place and to treat populations. And so I consider uh, writing this cookbook part of preventive medicine, right? We're trying to keep people healthy, but also I have a couple of other jobs where I manage uh, health coaches and nurses who take care of patients. Uh, so I do a little bit of everything. That's great. Do you have a website that we can find out more about you and your book? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Crupain. And I also have a website the same. It's drcrupain.com. Uh, you can read about uh, this book and my other books. And on Instagram, I'm uh, posting recipe videos so you can see the recipes come to life and learn more. Very cool. It's really been a pleasure chatting with you, Dr. Crupain. Thanks so much and good luck with the book. Thank you. It's been really fun. You've been listening to Food Talk for Health with Tonya King. Thanks for joining us. Eat well to be well.